Welcome to Tell Me About It on WUFT 89.1 and 90.1. I'm Sue Wagner here today with David Reed, and he is the Associate Provost for Strategic Initiatives and also the Director of the Artificial Intelligence Academic Initiative Center, also known as AI Squared. And David, thank you for taking time out of your extremely busy schedule to let us know exactly what this new initiative is and exactly plans or what's going to happen with it. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me, and uh, I look forward to having a conversation about artificial intelligence. Okay, <laughs> that sounds good. So what exactly does this um, new center do? So the AI Squared Center was set up to facilitate a university-wide initiative that we have to teach students about artificial intelligence all across the University of Florida, regardless of the major that they're in. We've developed ways to take a student with no experience in computer science or computer programming and teach them the fundamentals of artificial intelligence and ultimately teach them how to apply it specifically in their major. Wow, that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So when did this uh, center start? The center started um, just a couple of years ago, but really the conversation about the AI initiative started um, in 2019, just before COVID hit. Uh, one of our alumni, Chris Malachowski, one of the three co-founders of NVIDIA, uh, wanted to make a gift to the University of Florida. And in talking to university leadership, he offered ideas about funding faculty, funding students, uh, you know, paying for a building and other things. but. He was also really curious about what it would be like to take a large comprehensive university like UF and wrap it around one of their big AI supercomputers. And so he asked our provost, Joe Glover, uh, the provost at the time, what would you do with an AI supercomputer if we brought one to UF? And provost Glover really wisely said, we'll find a way to teach it to everybody because it's relevant to all of our students regardless of what field they're going into. So in 2020, we started the process of figuring out what courses we could offer to students and how we could teach students that have no experience in this, get them started, but have them learn enough that they can really build on it and use it when they graduate the University of Florida. The center was erected a little bit later just to um, help support faculty uh, to learn about AI, build out new courses, get students involved in those courses, ultimately find um, internships for those students and get them into jobs where they're using AI. So what are some of the uses of AI that you're kind of incorporating into these initiatives? Well, it's remarkable. It is um, everything from A to Z. So for instance, we hired four faculty in the College of the Arts, one's in music, one's in dance, well, one's in, um, in uh, the Digital Arts through our Digital Worlds Institute, but literally every field on campus is utilizing AI in different ways. Sometimes they're using it to help predict um, maybe the behavior of a, a customer. Uh, you can think about business and marketing for examples of that. Um, predict weather, predict uh, crop success in agriculture, um, lower the cost of medical treatment. It really is remarkable how widely used artificial intelligence is, and this is, uh, was even true before ChatGPT came on the scene um, late last winter um, or early last winter. We were able to hire about 100 faculty across the university in very different disciplines, all who were experts in AI, but also experts in 
the field uh, where they reside in their department. So, for instance, I mentioned the ones in the College of the Arts, but it's true in all 16 of the colleges at the University of Florida. I know we have a few at the University of Florida College of Journalism and Communications. Uh, one even has a really cool robot that uh, communicates with people. It kind of sits there and has quite the attitude, which I guess is something that artificial intelligence can help, you know, impart to, you know, with the machine learning. Exactly. So I think of a simple robot. It's going to use artificial intelligence for the computer vision so it can see and interpret what it sees around it. It's going to use machine learning to sense its environment and make decisions about what to do next. It might use natural language processing to talk and interact with uh, a human on the other end of it. All of these things are part of artificial intelligence and part of what we're teaching, you know, here at UF. And um, we define artificial intelligence here very broadly because the uses are so different from one department or college to another. So we have a kind of an all-inclusive way of thinking about artificial intelligence, and that robot really typifies that. So there is a difference between artificial intelligence and virtual reality? Absolutely. So there's artificial intelligence is a very broad definition. In fact, some people uh, at UF who use artificial intelligence in the broad way that we describe it wouldn't even describe their own research that way because they're more hyper-focused on machine learning or some small aspect of AI. But yes, robotics is um, great because it kind of incorporates so many different aspects of artificial intelligence. But you can think of artificial intelligence in, in many different ways. Every time you unlock your iPhone, the, um, the computer is uh, taking an image of you and, and testing it against the database of images of you that it's taken every time. And so if, if it matches what it's seen before, it'll let you into your iPhone. Uh, it doesn't have to be a robot, but uh, AI can be used in so many different forms, and it's all around us every day right now. So virtual reality, what exactly? Is that kind of being incorporated into a, a virtual environment? It is. So there's augmented reality and virtual reality. And virtual reality is a situation where you can layer a digital universe or metaverse around what you're seeing um, with your own eyes. And so uh, one way that it's used in medical training is to put um, nurses and uh, assistants and physicians in a surgical room before they ever walk into one. So you put on a set of goggles, you're able to see the surgical things around you, but you're also able to see the other people around you that are physically present. So it's this blending of both um, physical and digital worlds um, that you can see at one time and interact with both. Uh, it's a great training tool, especially we see this in community colleges and state colleges where they may not have access to, um, uh, to surgical rooms and other things. They use virtual reality and augmented reality for that, and it's definitely driven by artificial intelligence. Wow, this is amazing. So this center, you said, got started just before the start of the pandemic, and um, you talked briefly about um, the supercomputer that's here, and that is called Hypergator, I believe. That's right. So is it one of the most powerful in the Southeast? Oh, it's one of the most powerful in academia anywhere in the world. Really? Yes. Yeah, so it's um, ranked 40th out of the top 500 in, in the world. 
Um, but most of the fastest ones are owned either by big tech companies or um, uh, the alphabet soup that belongs to the government, whether that's CIA or someone else. But So if you're a student and you want to go to a university that has the top AI supercomputer, this is the place to go. Wow. So there, um, I know we had a former colleague here that is now working on that computer, and he's just truly amazed at not only how fast it is, but um, the opportunities for learning additional knowledge, and especially in terms of programming. Yes, absolutely. So that computer is available to all of our faculty, of course, who are teaching classes in computer science and, and artificial intelligence and other topics. All of our students who go here, um, the postdocs and technicians who are working on research problems, research questions. Um, we're really at a state now at the University of Florida where the research questions we can ask are not in any way limited by the computing power that we have access to. And that's a wonderful problem to have or a wonderful condition. We need to train our faculty to think really large and not be limited in ways that they were before simply due to access to compute power. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and um, we're going to talk about more of the future plans for this AI Initiative Center. Sounds great. Welcome back to Tell Me About It on WUFT 89.1 and 90.1. I'm Sue Wagner here today with David Reed. He is the University of Florida Associate Provost for Strategic Initiatives. He's also the director of the Artificial Intelligence Academic Initiative Center, known as AI Squared, and he is the first director here on the University of Florida campus. And he's got a lot of great plans, not only for initiatives, but for implementation of these projects. So Let's hear a little bit more about what the center has in store for the University of Florida community and I guess the community as a whole. Absolutely. One of the things that we're most excited about is the number of courses that we're uh, teaching at the moment. We teach over 200 courses in artificial intelligence across all of our 16 colleges. And we have about 7,500 students taking those courses. So we certainly have plenty of opportunity for students who are interested in adding artificial intelligence to their major and, and getting a certificate in artificial intelligence that they can use to get a job. We also have professional development courses for people who are already out in the workforce. And so if they want to learn a little bit more about artificial intelligence to uh, maybe upskill the job that they have or, or seek a new one, they can take professional development courses in AI as well. So we've hired 110 new faculty across the university uh, who are studying AI, so we're getting them really uh, integrated into the culture here at UF, making sure they feel like they're uh, welcome as new Gators and introducing them to the faculty around the university. We also have um, new technology that we're bringing to the University of Florida. Um, it's called Digital Twins, and so it's a part of AI where you can make a digital representation of just about anything. You can make a digital twin of a room or a building or a square block or even the human immune system. And so in these digital twins with high-powered software, which we now have, you can create these virtual versions of very complex systems, and then you can run experimentation and simulations on them to see 
how real systems might react to certain conditions. And so that's in our future, and it's something that we're really excited about. And where does the software come from? Is it being created at the University of No, it's actually from NVIDIA, the same company that, uh, that gave us the, um, the wonderful AI supercomputer. So it's called Omniverse, uh, and NVIDIA even has a digital twin that they've started of the Earth, of the entire Earth system. So think about the, the animal and plant systems, the water systems, the land systems, atmosphere, and so forth. They're trying to model that so that we can understand things about climate change and, and other things going on around the planet. So are you also located near the Hypergator computer, which I know is on the East Campus? We're not. We're actually located in Tigert Hall. So, oh, you're uh, in the big building. We're in the big administrative <laughs> building. Um, and so much of the work that we do is either virtual or we borrow space from other places. And so we try to get out of Tigert Hall and go to lots of other places around campus to interact with faculty and let them know about artificial intelligence and try to grow the program. So do you have a large staff of maybe technical people that are assisting you? No, we have um, a small staff in the center of about five people, but what we do is we partner with all kinds of wonderful units on campus that are doing great work. So, for instance, um, in the Office of uh, Research and, and UFIT, they have UF Research Computing. They have many technicians who are there specifically to teach our faculty and students how to get on Hypergator. So my center doesn't have to worry about doing that job. We have great people here in the infrastructure to help uh, anyone get on Hypergator. Similarly, we work with the Center for Teaching Excellence, for example, to um, find ways to teach faculty about using artificial intelligence in their courses. And we get to do that with people who are experts at um, working with faculty on uh, elevating their teaching. So, you know, that's a great thing about being on such a, a diverse campus. There's all kinds of wonderful activities going on, and we try to tap into as many of them as we can. So pretty much every college on campus has some kind of AI faculty component. Absolutely. They have the new faculty that we've hired, 110, were distributed across all 16 colleges and including Scripps, uh, the, our new acquisition uh, down in Jupiter, Florida. But also um, the Florida Museum of Natural History has two new hires in AI and um, the libraries as well. So it's even beyond the 16 colleges. Um, and not to mention, we probably had 250 or more AI scientists that were here um, before that hiring. So we actually have a much larger group than even that. So it's not just limited to like computer science. Absolutely. And that's one of the things that we've done to really break the mold. When, when people are trained in AI, they're typically trained in computer science or a college of engineering. Now we're training them all across the university. So somebody who's interested in journalism, for instance, can stay in that major. And as they learn about artificial intelligence, they're learning about it in the context of journalism, communications, and so forth. They use the same examples they would have learned about anyway, and they learned how to apply AI specifically in their field. Do you think AI is going to be like a major that people can actually um, accomplish? It, it probably will be in time. But a, a major in AI might still be one that's taught through computer science or engineering and be hyper-specific in just studying AI. What I like about the way that we're teaching AI here is that we're producing people who can work in the workforce um, in AI-enabled jobs, but they can do it with the domain experience, the experience that comes with being a journalist or being a communications major or a psychologist. Um, so we probably will have that major in time. But I'm much more excited about the breadth of people learning AI from all of the different backgrounds that we have right now. 
I think one component that I would love to see at the University of Florida is where we have a master's degree that someone can get on top of any bachelor's degree. Imagine you get a bachelor's degree in music, for instance. Um, if they could take one or two more years and get uh, a, a master's degree that talks about or shows them the way that they apply AI in that field, I think that would be really nice. Wow, that's really amazing. So would you say that UF is probably the leader in incorporating AI technology into all different curriculums? Yes, UF is a leader by far. We're at least two or three or four years ahead of any other institution that's trying to do this. And and to be honest, the only ones that are trying to do it are ones who reached out to us and asked us for the roadmap. And, and so we're blazing a new trail and we're sharing all of what we're doing because we think that this is important. It's the way of the future. We think this is the right way to grow the AI workforce um, by growing it broadly from multiple disciplines. But yes, we started out on this path um, very much by ourselves. And that's a wonderful place to be, except for when you run into a roadblock and you want to phone a friend and ask how they solved a problem. But there's no one else doing this. And so we've been real innovators. And, and I'm really proud of the university for doing that. That's amazing. And the students have been responsive to the classes as well? Yes, absolutely. So we didn't have to convince them that these classes were important. Uh, they're flocking to them in droves. And and with good reason. You know, when we started this endeavor, it was before ChatGPT came on the scene. And so not everyone really understood how much of a disruptor this was going to be to work in, in our daily lives. But once ChatGPT came along and everyone realized that you can do this without computer programming and so forth, we've seen the numbers go way up. Wow, that's amazing. So if people wanted to find out more about your um, AI Squared Center, is there a website where they can look for more information? There is. It's ai.ufl.edu. So simple to remember, ai.ufl.edu. And are you featured on other platforms, maybe social platforms where people can see projects? Not Actually, yet? <laughs> no. So we've just hired um, uh, somebody to, to run our social media campaign for us. So we're going to be ginning wow. that up this fall. Well, that'll be cool because if you yeah. can see real-life examples, I think people get pretty excited. And some people are not quite sure what it is, but I think you guys are making it a little bit more clear for everyone that this can really be a part of their everyday life and their everyday work schedule. Absolutely. It's it's easy to learn. Uh, we like to say AI is for everyone, both in terms of it's relevant to everyone, but also it's, it's available to everyone. It's something that anyone can do. Um, it's something that you can learn and apply right away. You know, one of the things that's really important that we do at the University of Florida, though, is we teach an AI ethics course, and all of our students that get a certificate in artificial intelligence have to take that ethics course. Um, artificial intelligence done the wrong way can be disastrous. Um, but when you have the right guardrails in place and you understand the biases and the, the pitfalls that can happen, um, we hope that AI is, is going to uh, float all boats and, and not benefit just a few, but rather benefit everybody. Well, I'm glad you have all bases covered. So, um, David Reed, thank you very much for coming here today and sharing more information about the AI Squared Center. And we'll have some information on our website as well. Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks. That was Dr. David Reed from the UF AI Squared Center on today's episode of Tell Me About It. To listen to previous episodes of the show, go online at wuft.org slash tellmeaboutit or on the WUFT media app. I'm Sue Wagner on Tell Me About It on WUFT.